Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Today's episode is sponsored by my Lit Daily Online Yoga Classes. This is an exclusive pass into my personal practice and program that I created from experience as a physical therapist and 20 years developing my Lit Yoga methodology. There is a different class with me every day, including special monthly live streams, so you can feel your most lit up anytime and anywhere. Get a three-day free trial today by going to movementbylara.com and clicking daily classes. Let's get moving. Good movement and welcome to Redefining Yoga, a Movement by Lara podcast, which is designed to investigate all aspects of the modern evolution of yoga from my background as a physical therapist and lover of movement. My mission is to help everyone find freedom through smarter and safer movement patterns so together we can be uplifted, benefiting all beings. Today's podcast is short and sweet. It's just a tip for how to maintain sanity during times of injury. I get this question a lot because inevitably uh, the people that maybe follow me on social media or know me um, are movers and shakers. And they know I'm a physical therapist and have either um, gone through it personally or know people close by to them who have become injured from something, you know, whether it's overuse or an accident and are restricted from movement and, and wonder how to maintain the sanity. Because, you know, if, you've, if you're used to a routine and that routine includes movement, and which it should, you know, just daily movement. Um, even if you're not saying something formal, like going to the gym or going for a run, but if you're used to moving and then you are restricted, but especially those who are used to moving and having a real pattern of that, it is, it does a, it does a big number on your, on your sanity, on your mental state, because so many great things happen when you move. I've talked about the lymph system requires movement the neurological system is finer tuned when you're moving and has a you know more of a connection to the neurotransmitters and the hormones the neurophysiology of movement is well documented how it affects your stress your cortisol levels go down and um, your happier home hormones go up so 
all these things are affected when you when you don't move in addition to being injured, which has its own um, set of stuff, you know, mental stuff. You know, there's that like, when am I going to be okay? Am I going to be okay um, in the process? Am I going to lose whatever momentum or conditioning I had gained? So there's there's a lot of little pieces to pick apart. So I'm just going to give you some advice that I have had personally in my own times where I've been injured and then what I've seen that has been helpful for other people. So first of all, really the answer is it depends, right? It depends like how do you how do you keep your sanity? Um well it depends on the injury. It depends on the reason that you're not moving. You know, if it's something uh that happened from let's say the most c- common, which is a overuse injury then there are there's kind of a sequelae with that meaning it's not just as simple as stop moving but it's that whatever you were doing specifically produced this outcome and that is overuse so in addition to resting it resting the injured area you're going to have to figure out the 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 strategy you'll come back with it so that it won't happen again because overuse again is a stress it is put on a an area that was more than the area could handle. And so then there's started to be breakdown and inflammation and injury. So if it's a soft tissue injury, for example, like a tendon or even a muscular strain, you you can recover in a, in a, in a good amount of time, but you can also be more likely to re-injure it because of the just like unclear boundaries of healing. So for instance, if you have a bone break, you know that it's usually about six to eight weeks, give or take, you know, some days in there, maybe 10 weeks, um, but it's you, for the molding, for the matrix to reform and reheal for the hormone, uh, for the the stem cells to call out the osteoblasts that come in and do the, the, the work. They're like little brick layers. So they're coming in and healing the bone. And that is that that is a known fact, like how long it takes. Now, if you have an injury to a soft tissue, there's also little healers in there that come in and do the work. But it isn't as it isn't as clear like when the healing is done. You know, if you go based on pain, you have to kind of increase what you what you're doing. Um and then see how you see how your body adjusts. And so you will get a lot of feedback delayed, you know, so you, you try and increase something after you've been resting it for a while. And the next day it's really painful again. And you're like, oops, I overdid it. So there's, there's just, it's like a little bit murkier that the time frame. Um, so that depends, but all of it is like, what are you doing when you're actually resting it? So if it's a resting from like an accident or injury, there's going to be other things involved as well. You might have more than one body part. So I'm just kind of mostly addressing those. There's other, I'm sure, reasons that people have to rest. But if you have to rest and it's like, how do you keep your sanity during that rest time? Well, first you would continue to move in whatever way you can that is not going to bother the area that you're resting. So for instance, if I have people who have hurt themselves running, they have plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendonitis, they have a knee thing, I would say, can you do something where you're non-weight bearing that is not straining that area? 
And so that could be the bike, maybe, but if it hurts, but if it hurts the area, you, you, you know, you have to be aware of that. It could be swimming in the pool. It could be walking in the pool. That's just that that's you're unloading the joints and the tissue enough, but you have to, again, with soft tissue, be a little bit mindful of that. It could be full on rest and you just have to move the upper body. You have to do something with the upper body, but do some kind of movement so that you feel like you're moving things around, literally the lymph around that you're maybe not getting your heart rate up like it would have you would have gotten it up from running, but doing something, get outside. You need the fresh air. You need the stimulus of nature. So get outside in some way. And, and even if that's requiring, like I, I had, um, hernia surgery, um, years ago after my son, and I wasn't able to do anything significant. I couldn't even lift him, but what I would do is go out and sit on my deck And my husband would bring him over to me. He was a few months old and he would have to give him to me and I could hold him in that seated position. But just being outside just helped my mood, you know, because I was so bummed out and also I was in pain. So, you know, pain is another thing. Pain can really do a number on your headspace. So do the things you can do that will take your mind off of your pain. If you sit in a, in a room, you know, a 10 by 10 room or a four by four room or whatever, hopefully not that, you're going to be contained in that room and your head will feel kind of contained in that room. So try and change your scenery because that'll really help the, 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 the headspace. The other thing is if say you're really restricted from movement, try and put your focus on something else and, and look at it as a positive. So after I had my, let's see, I had a series of things that happened uh, a while ago. I, I, I had a second degree burn on my leg and I had a hernia surgery. I had also previous to that about a year, less than a year before that, fallen down some stairs and broken my foot. And so anyway, that sounds like real klutzy move, but it was actually a pretty graceful fall. (laughs) Um, I caught a pant leg under my heel. I was dressed up and I caught myself from breaking my neck, but I did break my foot. So I would say that what I did is I used that time to focus on something else. Like I was like, I'm going to read all about X, Y, Z. So I remember, you know, with my, when my, had my ankle, my foot break, I still was able to get around on a cast. So that helped. Like I could, uh, a boot, I could walk around, but I would rest more. And I would, I said, I'm going to go back to reading a Russian novel that I had not read since I was in high school. And it was just a really great opportunity to give myself that I probably wouldn't have otherwise. I had two young kids, or at the time I had just one one young child, and and I just wasn't. I did my brain. I was like, I need my brain to start like you know pumping out some good neuron firing here. So I'm going to read this Russian novel, you know. And so, uh, you know, so I just I I felt like that was a great thing for my brain. So I would say for your brain to stay sane is figure out something else that you can focus on and then get excited about it. Like, oh, well, you know, now that I have a little bit more time because I'm not training for my, you know, mud rudder or something anymore. Is that it? Mud runner. Then I will instead rest my leg, but I will continue to move in some way. But I will also, you know, watch this show or read this book 
or engage in this way or write that paper or poem or something. Like figure out a project that you might have had on the back corners of your internal um, bookshelf and you know, wipe off the cobwebs and start working on it because you might be surprised at how lovely that is. So I'd say, you know, first move in whatever way you can. Second, get out in nature. And third, use the opportunity to get involved in something else that you haven't had the time to do. And, and make, and check in with friends or family if that feels like you need more companionship, if you're feeling really down about your injured state, ask for help in whatever way. I think the most important thing is when you're injured or hurt is to recognize that it stinks and just, and, and have like a little pity party and then get up and literally, you know, metaphorically get up and, and figure out a way that you can use this time wisely instead of moping around because moping around really doesn't help anybody, anyone. And you could, in, in fact, use this for, for a lot of other great stuff. So I would say, you know, just reframe it and use it as a time to do something else while you still try and move and keep your, keep your groove on. So I hope that helps. I get a lot of questions. It seems like almost daily, and maybe it's this time of year, there's going to be more injury after, you know, coming back into something. But, and remember the kind of rule of thumb when you're starting something to prevent the, the injury of overuse is start slowly don't increase the pace or the um, time, the interval of time too much. Um, and and the, the duration and the number of days a week and all that kind of thing. So just ramp up uh, in a smart and sustainable way and move, move your body and move your brain and uh, move that energy so you can focus on something positive. It is that simple in a lot of ways, but it also can be hard. But it's that simple. If we just change our change our mindset, sometimes that's the most um, important thing and the biggest obstacle that if we can get over it, we'll feel so much better. So I'm pulling for you as always. Hugs from me to you. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.